You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Podcast. It is, of course, presented by DraftKings. Absolutely love those dudes. Almost as much as I love Joe Dolan. At FG underscore Dolan on social media. There's never... Well, actually, I take that back. Joe, I was about to say there's never been a better time to go to FantasyPoints.com. And use the code 23FEAST to get a discount on the best fantasy football information on the planet. But actually, there has been a better time. Like two weeks ago. Or a month ago. Or a couple months ago. But there will will never be a better time moving forward than right now. Right after the show. Or even right now while you're listening. FantasyPoints.com. Use the code 23FEAST. Joe... You guys have more content, more contributors for less money than your competitors. I don't understand. Well, Ross, I will say now it is a really good time to use the code 23FEAST because you can go and get our Fantasy Points data suite as well, uh, which is which I've been talking about for two years on the podcast, but the last couple of years we've only had the data behind the scenes. Now it's forward facing, and you can manipulate that data however you see fit. Um, what, what's the old adage? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Well, we have more damn statistics than anybody else out there, um, and, and it's only fifty dollars this year. Anyway, don't want to make this a total infomercial, but that's you know that's what this podcast is for. That I mean, I use Fantasy Points data to uh, to do my tiers of Dolan. So that's why that's. Uh, that's been kind of the engine behind this podcast. Correct. And also, all the stats that Joe talks about on the show that I say, wow, and then we post on social media, that comes from fantasypoints.com. Use the code 23FEAST. Might as well follow me on social media while you're at it, at Ross Tucker NFL, or us, at Ross Tucker Pod. Show is always available via video, by the way, youtube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. Um, speaking of that, by the way, before we get into some of these injuries and your running back tears, uh, Joe, I did want to um, mention we finished our best ball draft for the people from June. I feel pretty good about my team. We can talk about that perhaps next week. But what really matters is. Joe, did you know DraftKings was given $500 to the winner? I mean, when I, we, I didn't know that. When we did this in June and we had the people sign up, I didn't know the winner gets $500. We're doing another one. We'll do another draft at the end of this month, August, or maybe even early September. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. Send me a pic of you drinking Labatt Blue Light. Take advantage of the game time code. Just go to DraftKings on the best ball. Heck, I'll tell you about that right now. Get it out of the way. What are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app. Sign up with code Ross. You know what best ball is. Start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. 
and take advantage of any sponsors. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and say, I want it. I want the $500. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill Joe, and I'm going to win $500. Zero entry fee. Uh, not, not too shabby, huh, Joe? Not at all, Ross. Uh, zero entry fee to win $500. If, if, uh, if that was the, how life went, uh, we'd all be a lot happier than we are now. <laughs> all right. Speaking of happier, I'd be a lot happier if Tim Patrick hadn't torn his Achilles. Yeah. You know, I said this on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, Joe. This is why I want every player to maximize the financial security that they can create for their families while they can. The guy tore his ACL in camp last year, tears his Achilles in camp this year. Just brutal. Obviously, he's out for the year. And now Hamler has a heart thing. What, what, what are we thinking now as it relates to Denver's receivers? Uh, well, I, I, I think I'll mention this on, on the Tears of Dolan Wide Receiver podcast, but I think Denver's receivers, they're one of those receiving cores that everybody's like, oh, they're really good. And the fact of the matter is there's only one 1,000-yard season among the entire group. And that belonged to Cortland Sutton in 2019, which isn't forever ago in NFL and fantasy football terms. Now, I love Jerry Judy, but when you look at the fact that Russell Wilson did not have a great year last year, Sean Payton's flapping his gums about Nathaniel Hackett, perhaps correctly so. Um, I don't know about perhaps correctly so. I think definitely correctly so. Um, It feels to me like Sean Payton believes he has a... I don't think he would say those things if he didn't think he had a pretty good solution here. But Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler, and I think the Hamler thing is is supposedly minor. Um, He could be back at some point, but we know he's dealt with injuries. It means Marvin Mims, the rookie second rounder, one of Scott Barrett's favorite guys from this class, uh, if you read at FantasyPoints.com, is going to have to step up. But I also think it means the tight end, Greg Dulcich, is going to have to step up. He's already been one of my favorite tight ends to draft. um, But Greg Dulcich, I think, is somebody who's going to move up in my rankings. I can't move Jerry Judy up any more. I haven't really been into Cortland Sutton this year, but I do have to move him up just because, you know, Tim Patrick's a guy who was a big body who could contribute down in the red zone. I think Sutton's going to have to do more more of that, but Marvin Mims and Greg Dulcich are two young guys who are going to have to step up at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout of that ends up being, Joe. Um, we got a lot to talk about as well. I mean, there's other injuries, I guess. Joe Burrow, Cooper Cup. I, I don't envision either one. I mean, it's obviously not good, but I don't really envision either one of those guys missing week one. No, I, I don't think so. Cooper Cup's got a hamstring, um, and Joe Burrow has a calf. It looks like they both avoided disaster. The only thing is they should be mentioned. You know, if you maybe you're breaking a tie in the first round of your fantasy draft because uh, soft tissue injuries can linger. I'm more worried probably about cups than Burrows, but if Burrows lingers, that's going to bring down an entire offense. So that's uh, that. Those are definitely things that need to be monitored. But it looks like they avoided disaster. So we're using a new system now to record the show. I don't even know if we can do the tears of Dolan. We'll have to work on that, make sure for next week. Uh, and we'll see if anybody misses it. If anybody emails or tweets it, I missed the tears of Dolan song. Let's just get into it. You've got three guys, Joe, for the running backs that you have in the elite category. Christian McCaffrey, we get. Austin Eckler, we get. Bijan Robinson, 
Joe, he is a rookie that has never played professional football, and you are already willing to put him in the elite category. Look at the last five running backs. This is my friend Alex Caruso who tweeted this out, by the way. The last five running backs to be drafted in the top 12 of the NFL draft and their rookie year fantasy finish. Saquon Barkley was the RB2 in 2018. Ezekiel Elliott was the RB2 in 2016. Todd Gurley was the RB7 in 2015. Christian McCaffrey was the RB11 in 2017. And Leonard Fournette was the RB8 in 2017. Now, there are two running backs who were drafted in the top 12 this year. We'll get to that. But B. John Robinson is going to be a bell cow. Uh, I, 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 I don't... Can't imagine Arthur Smith's going to give 10 carries a game to Tyler Algier uh, after drafting B. John Robinson eighth overall. He's an extremely talented player. Consensus the best since Saquon Barkley came into the league. Some think he's the best running back since Todd Gurley came into the league. And he has all the skill sets on a team that is run first. B. John Robinson is a first-round pick for me. These three running backs are the three running backs who I consider locked-in first-round picks for fantasy football. All right, then you have a different category. You term the the workhorses, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry. What's the difference between the elites and the workhorses? Um, for, for Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, it's passing game work. How much passing game work are those guys going to get? We know the elites are going to get it. Saquon's interesting because he does get the passing game work, but he's dealt with some injuries in recent years. Um, he signed the contract, which is which is good news for fantasy football. I'm a little surprised he signed it when he did, but it's good news that he signed it for fantasy football. And I just have Saquon a little bit of a tier below those those three guys. But if there, if one of these guys you think is going to take the leap into the elites, um, maybe you think Nick Chubb's going to get there because there's no Kareem Hunt. Maybe you think Saquon because of the passing game work. I wouldn't argue with that. It's just that I have these guys more on the cusp of the first round as opposed to locked in on the first round. Got it. Okay, the next category is an interesting one. Very interesting to me. It's called Proven Stud, but New Bell Cow. And we've got Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots and Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. Now, I would submit to you, Joe... I still believe Zeke Elliott signs back with the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't know right. how much of a bell cow Pollard will end up being. And then, and, and we'll see how many snaps Deuce Vaughn gets. And then for Ramondre Stevenson, it's looking that way. They did have Zeke in for a visit. I can't remember the last time. The Patriots didn't have a running back by committee. This is fascinating. Yeah, Corey Dillon. Maybe the last time the Patriots didn't have a running back by committee. You know, they could look at Dalvin Cook. And like you said, this tier is a little bit precarious because Fournette's been to visit the Patriots. Zeke's been to visit the Patriots. Zeke's still out there. Uh, maybe in, in invading on Tony Pollard's space. Remember, Ronald Jones just got suspended two games. Not that he was a threat anyway. I just thought maybe that encourages the Cowboys to take a look at a veteran on the market. But for right now, these guys had their top competition for touches from last year. Damian Harris with the Patriots and and Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys out the door. And both of these guys were really good for fantasy last year, even in a part-time role. I have both of them locked in. I like Pollard a little bit more, 
but I have them both locked in as second-round picks for fantasy right now. Ramondre, you can even get in the early third at points. Shout-out, by the way, to Zeke Elliott. Just chilling back in Texas, drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with his friends, living life to the power of we, avoiding training camp. He'll sign somewhere for week one, and he'll be a backup and get some touches and get another year in the NFL. And right now, all he's doing is enjoying responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right. This is an important category, Joe. This is one we really need to talk about. It's the holdouts. Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, and J.K. Dobbins. All very different right now. Jonathan Taylor is dealing, they're saying with a back injury, they're saying with the ankle injury, the doctors haven't cleared him, he said... They said he has back pain. He said he doesn't have back pain. We, uh, Ross, you've talked about it on the Business of Football, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, about the Jonathan Taylor uh, holdout. It is ugly. He also doesn't have any leverage right now. I think he's going to play this year. I don't know if the Colts are going to trade him. Personally, for fantasy football, I'd love if they just extended him, hug, made up, and, and I don't blame Jonathan Taylor for this, but the public nature of it is what's making me really worry about Jonathan Taylor and move him down my draft board. Josh Jacobs has is not under contract. He has no obligation to report to training camp, and I don't expect he will unless they give him maybe a Saquon Barkley-like boost. Um, but he does have the ability to hold out if he wants to. You know, uh, I think Josh Jacobs has mentioned that he's basically saved every dollar he's ever made. So maybe that's a negotiating ploy, but Josh Jacobs can dig his heels in right now, and I don't blame anybody for being a little uncomfortable drafting him. J.K. Dobbins, is is the knee still a problem? We know he held in in mandatory minicamps because he's unhappy with his contract. If the knee's still a problem, the Ravens aren't going to extend him. Um, But I also understand his perspective. Hey, I've already suffered a major injury in a meaningless football game, and now you're telling me because of that injury... That you that I had suffered while because my coach stupidly played me in a preseason game, uh, my earnings potential is damaged. I understand J.K. Dobbins' perspective, but I also understand the Ravens' perspective. You know, he hasn't had he's missed like a season and a half in three years. So Dobbins is ranked lower on my board than these guys, but I grouped them in the similar tier of Dolan because of the similar statuses for them. If I was drafting right now, let me put it this way. I think I have most of the shares of these guys I'm going to have now. 
What it would take, and it is happening, is Jonathan Taylor falling to like the third and the fourth round in best ball drafts. Josh Jacobs falling to the fourth round of best ball drafts. J.K. Dobbins falling to the seventh round of best ball drafts. I've got, there has to be a price discount for me to invest in these guys right now. I don't know what the solution is. I didn't think there was going to be a Saquon solution. So maybe something comes down the line. But these three guys are very risky to draft right now. Joe, your next category is stud, but what's his role? You got Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, and Kenneth Walker. Yeah, so Brees Hall, the, the reason uh, I have him here is because of their continued dalliance with, uh, with Dalvin Cook. They Apparently, the Jets were interested in Jameer Gibbs in the NFL draft, so it looks like they want someone to compliment or take touches away from Brees Hall, who's coming off an ACL tear, by the way. If, they, if Dalvin Cook signs with Miami, the Jets don't add anybody, Brees Hall's going to move up my draft board. But for right now, there's a lot of questions. Jameer Gibbs, um, I, I mentioned Alex Caruso's tweet. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I think, has an outside shot at a top 12 running back season. He's very explosive, but they do have David Montgomery there. So there's going to be a committee. But you and I, Ross, have talked on the Fantasy Feast about how the Lions had two top 20 running backs last year. And they replaced them both with what they think are better options. So there was enough touches to go around here. Um, Aaron Jones is one of the best touchdown scorers in football, and the Packers don't give him the ball at the goal line. Uh, of, of running backs with, with 200 or more carries last year, Aaron Jones saw the second-fewest percentage of his team's carries inside the five-yard line. They just give all those carries to A.J. Dillon, um, which, which is frustrating from a fantasy perspective. And then you have Travis Etienne, who didn't catch more than three passes in a game last year. They drafted Tank Bigsby this year. And then, of course, Kenneth Walker, who's currently dealing with a groin injury, and they drafted Zach Charbonnet. I love all of these players. I think they're all superstar talents, but they all have questions about their volume, which keeps them from being a bell cow. And bell cows, we know, are so much more important than any other back for fantasy. Speaking of bell cows, your next category, Joe, is boring bell cows. Guys like Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, James Conner, Miles Sanders. Yeah, so these are the guys that nobody wants to draft. They're falling. Najee's, Najee's going in like the third and fourth round. Um, of the other guys, Joe Mixon's going in the fourth round. Miles Sanders you can get in like the fifth or the sixth. And the, the thing I, I, I want to remind people is boring might not be the worst thing in the world. Because they're boring, because like, oh, you know, Miles Sanders can't catch the pass. Najee, Najee Harris isn't explosive. James Conner and Cam Akers are always hurt. Damian Pierce was a rookie fifth rounder. Like, he's on a bad team. People make excuses for why they don't want to draft these guys. But remember last year, people made excuses for why they didn't want to draft David Montgomery. They made excuses for why they didn't want to draft Miles Sanders. We, and, and I, totally guilty, made excuses for why we didn't want to draft Josh Jacobs. And those guys ended up being league winners. So you can get even two of these guys from this tier. Maybe you just load up on wide receivers early and say, you know what, I'll gobble up those running backs that nobody wants to draft because I think they're going to have a role. This is actually a potentially very pivotal tier of running backs, guys that nobody wants to draft but have a clear path to production. I like that. That's well said, Joe. What about some of these breakout candidates? Alex Madison... Uh, Rashad White, James Cook, DeAndre Swift. I'm especially interested in Alexander Madison yeah. and whether or not you think he can fill the Dalvin role. Yeah, Alexander Madison's a polarizing player in fantasy right now, but every single time he has gotten 
bell cow workloads with Dalvin Cook injured, he has produced. They have yet to add a veteran to that running back room. I don't know if they will. They they have a couple of young guys, um, Ty Chandler, Kenny Wongwu. They drafted Dwayne McBride. But Alexander Madison's contract was extended this offseason. Our friend Elvin Silva has Alexander Madison as a top 12 running back this year. I've, I've seen others have him outside the top 20. I think I'm more in Evans' camp than I am with people who have Alexander Madison outside the top 20 because I see a clear path to production here. Uh, Rashad White, it's, it's, it's self-evident. They don't have Leonard Fournette anymore, and I thought that offense last year was completely broken under Byron Leftwich. James Cook is, is, is gobbling up some camp hype now as a receiver in Buffalo. And then DeAndre Swift. Look, the Lions moved on from DeAndre Swift. But new, new, uh, new scenario for him behind the best offensive line in football, explosive kind of player. I have my preference in the Eagles' backfield. It's for Rashad Penny at cost. But I don't think it would shock anybody if I were to sit here and tell you that in January, we're going to be talking about DeAndre Swift saying he just had the best season of his NFL career. I don't think that would shock anybody given the scenario in Philadelphia. Well, it all starts for the Eagles, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, and me next Saturday, August 12th in Baltimore. Now, you should watch me on TV if you can. But you can also go to the game. It's unbelievable. I'm looking at some of these tickets right now, Joe, on the Game Time app. $15. $15. $17. $19. Which I don't even know how this works. Because if you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FEAST, you get $20 off your first purchase. So are they paying you to go to the game? I don't know. It said terms apply, so they probably aren't going to actually give you cash to go to a Ravens-Eagles preseason game. But at any rate, find out. Create an account. Redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Love this app. My go-to for concerts, that's for sure. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Your next tier, Joe, is how much passing down work. Brian Robinson. Isaiah Pacheco, A.J. Dillon, and the aforementioned David Montgomery. Yeah, so these guys all have better receivers in this backfield. Um, And that means they're going to be yardage and touchdown dependent. Um, So maybe something breaks right and Isaiah Pacheco catches 30 passes. Or Brian Robinson, who said he never felt right last year after, you know, being shot in August, gets more passing down work. But all of these players have more accomplished or potentially more accomplished receivers in the backfield, which is capping their fantasy potential and keeps them from being in the boring bell cow uh, discussion. These guys are going a few rounds later than those guys. I I can make a case for most of them, especially Montgomery and Robinson, but there is questions about how much they're going to get in the passing game, and that could very much limit their upside. I love your categories, Joe. The next four uh, we get, right? Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Rashad Penny, Dalvin Cook. How many games? Either suspensions or injuries Injuries. or when they sign. So we got, I'm more interested in the September studs. And uh, Samaj P. Ryan, Jamal Williams, and how high you take them with the expectation that they're the guy for those months. Yeah, so um, Samaj P. Ryan, it's with Javante Williams' injury situation. Javante, what they're saying, like he's ahead of schedule. 
but he had a similar injury to J.K. Dobbins last year, and that does concern me. Samaje Pirine is a coach's pet running back. He goes forward, he blocks, he doesn't fumble the football. Now, he's not going to do anything explosive, but Sean Payton's made, made a career of some of those running backs really eating up a lot of touches for him. And, and Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, could be suspended. He's meeting with Roger Goodell, and these guys have proven that they can handle a workload if they need to for a few games. And the way I look at it is this. If I draft Jamal Williams with the expectation that Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended, my expectation is I have an RB2 for maybe two, three, four weeks. What does that do? It gives me a guy who's locked into work, and it also gives me more time to work the waiver wire, work the trade market, see if any of my sleepers that I drafted later in my draft are going to hit for me. It gives me more time. It buys me runway. And these guys can help you win in September, help you keep that afloat while you manage the rest of your roster. And there is value in that from a fantasy football perspective. We got the receiving specialists that we know about, guys like Antonio Gibson and Jarek McKinnon and Warren and Singletary. I love that you have the battles. The Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins are just straight battles right now. But I want to dive into the last category. Your favorite handcuffs, Charbonnet, Algier, Gus Edwards, Chase Brown, Jerome Ford, White and Hull. Yeah. Hull might be a guy for the Colts. Yeah, so there are, there are three guys I really want to highlight here. Number one is Gus Edwards, who's been free in drafts since since April, and J.K. Dobbins still is not on the field. They could have gotten rid of Gus Edwards this offseason, and they chose not to. Uh, they actually increased his contract. They they they. I know they signed Melvin Gordon, but I think Gus Edwards is the guy the Ravens prefer here. Zamir White from from the Raiders. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is not in 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 town right now and then there's Evan Hall I would have had Zach Moss here but Zach Moss literally just broke his arm in camp and the Colts are all of a sudden having been extremely deep at running back are now preposterously thin at the position Evan Hall from Northwestern is somebody who can catch some passes um was pretty much their entire offense last year he is flying up best ball boards right now because of the uncertainty in the Colts backfield. So that is a guy who uh, is certainly going to be drafted a hell of a lot more now than he was two months ago. What an epic episode. Wide receivers next week. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.